Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. <laughs> that was said with so much energy and gusto, Val. Listen, but do, you see, do you see my armor over here? That took me 25 minutes to hang. I'm sweating. <laughs> just, just to hang my amazing armor up finally. Um, this, this thing that it's on is an old TV stand that holds the big fat TVs on it. It nice. actually had a strap that you would strap up around the TV and mm -hmm. like hunker it down. I can't get it out of the wall. So I'm like sitting here thinking as I'm redoing this room, what can I put there? And then I thought, oh, my armor can go there. So perfect. And then, and then I was like, but how? So. <laughs> <laughs> But I figured it out. I but figured then she's it like, out. I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Way to make way to make the most of that situation, right? Like, oh, this big yeah. ugly TV stand. What can I do? I love it. It's awesome. It's perfect. Thank you. Now I just need some like light. This you know. just proves <laughs> she was a Mando fan before it became popular. Yeah, I've had troubles for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm switching to a better Wi-Fi spot. All right. Tracy's on his usual podcast walk through the house to find the right spot. It's the podcast Don't have the best walk. Wi-Fi. It's the podcast walk. <laughs> I gave you a song, Tracy. Spot. I gave you a song. There you go. Tracy coming off of a, a hard-fought battle on Cast Off this last week. If you guys didn't see it, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, it was All close. It was Rob. tough. Rob, yeah, Rob did a great job. Rob yeah. is crazy good. Like he I really love good. your picks, but for, I don't know what superhuman power he has um, about picks. But he's got one. I I thought for sure I was going to lose Chris Farley uh, to Brian Poison. Po Poison? I can't have a yeah. But uh, I, I, when he pulled Chris Farley, I thought, okay, the judges are going to go with that. So when I won that point, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, but I was really hoping that you would because you had kind of mentioned Chris Farley as a possibility to me. And then you said, but this is who I'm going to go with. And I was like, no, that guy's perfect. Like Brian Posen is like perfect for Kevin. And so I hoped that the judges would see that too. And when he picked Chris Farley, I'm like, I'm going to feel so bad because I was like, yeah, Tracy, that's perfect. <laughs> And then it didn't, you, you got the point. So I felt better about things, but yeah, it, well, was, was, it was interesting. And and you've got Parks and Rec coming up this week. Yeah. Which is like probably my favorite modern sitcom. Like, yeah, I just, I love that show. It's my comfort food. It's what I go to, to watch whenever I like, when we're always stuck on, okay, so what should we watch now? Well, let's go back and watch Parks and Rec again. And <laughs> It's just my go-to and I love it. Um, so hopefully that will translate into some good picks, but I don't, I don't know. It, it also makes it really hard because it's hard for me to see any Never of those know. characters uh, played by someone else. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, another Jazz, show I've Jazz only watched too, like a so. half of an episode of. Yeah. But I got yeah. community in. So hopefully sometime in the next year, I'll get <laughs> Parks and Rec in. And, Jake, uh, were you, Jake, I can't remember. Did you watch The Good Place? 
I I have watched like all but the last season of The Good Place. I haven't gotcha. gone back and watched the last season yet. I love the last season. Yeah, and a lot of people have said it's really good. I just need to get around to watching it. But every time I gotcha. sit down, I was like, oh, let's watch. Let's watch. Work and tonight. I I feel well, and I also feel like with The Good Place, I need to go back and watch the rest of it because it's been a while since I've seen the other sure. seasons to get ready for the the last season. So I just need uh, to do it that. would help. Yeah, yeah. So Val, I hope you get in Parks and Rec at some point in the next little while. I. I like that show quite a bit. I, so. I have that one and a good place on my, it's been on my list for a while. And then like, there are just other things. And now yeah. like I'm screening a bunch of movies and they're not all winners. Um, I, I had a chance to screen some uh, Sundance films that, uh, that are finally coming out for everyone to see like then over the next couple of weeks. So I'll be putting my reviews together. I don't like to put reviews together when I know the general public can't go see it. I just sure. mm-hmm. feel snotty. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, well, I saw like this the, the studio, the studio, like all, all three studios that send me stuff are sending me emails this week saying, okay, you know, you can start talking about it now. Send me your reviews. And I'm like, but my peeps can't go see it. So I'll be telling them about it the weekend they can go see it. And then you'll get, and I don't know if that's, I don't think they like that very much. So I might have to have a happy medium of like the Monday before it comes out the week after, I, you know, like, I don't know, but yeah. they're not all winners. And uh, some of them are sad and slow and some of them are great. Some of them are yeah. super great, but it's just been like a sad, slow Sundance uh movies and they're not that they're not good movies it's just right sitting in my basement in the dark watching a bunch of sad sundance movies <laughs> yeah yeah well and it's just such a different experience i it just is and obviously there's a lot of excitement when sundance when you actually go to the film festival and right. you're there with people who are watching and and it's very different like you said when yeah. it's all remote and we're you know it's a matter of just making the best of the situation that yeah. we're in this is I'm what super, we have to I'm do i'm super thankful that i get to do it please don't take it away from me right if you're listening right. um right. i'm super thankful um but i've just had to like do like okay i'm going to watch this sad one and then i'm going to watch something totally mindless <laughs> and then i'm going to watch this sad one and then i'm going to watch some cartoons and then yeah you know, it's just I, because, yeah, when you get to go see them at Sundance, you watch it and then you're talking about it with people and then you go out right. into the world, you know, on Main Street yeah. and there's like the hustle and bustle and adrenaline and all that stuff. And then you go to the yeah. next sad one there and it's not doesn't seem as bad. So, yeah, one yeah. of my Hopefully, one of my best year. choices that I ever made in college is I took a Sundance Film Festival class. And basically, if you took the lower um level class you had to watch like 12 movies if you took the upper division class then you had to watch like 20 movies and write papers about them and that was it and so for like two weeks all i did was go up to park city and watch movies and write about them and it was nice it was so much fun but yeah to me that sounds awful but to you because you're a writer (laughs) (laughs) well if you're going to take a college course I like I had to take physics of hi-fi, I had to take physics of photography, I had to take, you know, some of these other classes. So it's like go watch movies at Sundance. Yeah. Okay. Watching the movie, great. I don't want to have to write a paper about all of them. Two paragraphs. <laughs> like the best, two paragraphs, great. But Not the yeah. best thing is, is we knew that the professor didn't really read the papers. So ah, okay. <laughs> 
I see what you're I see what you're doing here and I like it. I like this this life hack, Tracy. Listen, college and high school, just school in general, is all about finding out what the system is and then working exactly. it for yourself. Like that is exactly right. Successful college students figure out this is what I have to do to win, and then they do mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. So I figured uh, out I had to work in radio in order to be able to watch all the movies. So yeah. therefore I snuck therefore. my way in <laughs> just, yeah. just for movies. That's like what you got to do. Gesture. It's all of it. <laughs> that is a good little. <laughs> uh, I am interested. There's one film that uh, Tracy shared an article with me about, and then uh, Apple mm. picked it up for like Buco Buco bucks. Coda, yeah. yes. Which, when I saw the name of the film, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that is because when I see Coda, I know like that's exactly what I think: child of a deaf adult, and um, so and that's what this is. And they've got deaf actors playing the deaf characters, and which is huge, huge, yeah. huge. So, uh, and it's cool that it it was the biggest contract that uh, that's ever been done up there at, at Sundance after. Because I think last year it was the Paradise, whatever the one with Andy Samberg, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. and then this one beat it by like two and a half million for the distribution That's rights, right. which is the, the which is Groundhog cool. Day, the Groundhog Day Andy Samberg film, yeah. right? Yeah, right. So, so I'm interested in seeing that one. Um, it looks really cool. I haven't. I I mean, it must be pretty good if they're willing to pay that much money for it. So, or I, not? Well, I, was, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I mean, was thinking Apple the other day, I'm like, dick, so. This is the perfect time to be an independent filmmaker trying to sell something at Sundance because all of these players are all looking for content and yeah. they're ready yep. to spend. So props yeah. to those guys. Yeah. So, but we are not actually talking about Sundance Film Festival for our topic today, <laughs> even though it's fun to talk about. Um we are talking about My Blue Heaven. We're kicking off Rick Moranis over the next three weeks. We're going to be talking about his films. Uh, and we're starting with My Blue Heaven starring Rick Moranis and Steve Martin. And a not gray haired, uh, not gray haired Steve Martin or white haired Steve Martin. It's a, <laughs> it was a very different look for him. We were watching it. My wife's like, he looks so weird with this kind of spiked up hair. <laughs> it was a very different look for him, but I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. Um, so this was a comedy that came out in 1990. Uh, it, I remember when it came out, my parents were like, they rented it one time and wouldn't let us watch it. Cause I think there's like one scene where he says the F word or something mm -hmm. like that. So it was like, mm -hmm. Which I no forget problem. about like completely yeah. every time. Yeah, The rest of it's a PG film. Yeah. 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 And so I wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid. So it was one of those films that like, we had to like contraband, see it later. And it's just because it's like, okay, it must be really good if my parents aren't letting me watch it. That's like my mindset. And so, uh, but, but it's a really funny film. And I think it's one that holds up um, just with the comedy timing. And Rick Moranis, I think is a very underrated actor. And I think part of it is mm -hmm. he was really just starting to take off when he took a step back from acting and being in movies. Um, and so people forget about him just because he, of when he took a step back kind of in the prime of his career to go right. and, and raise his family, which I thought, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. Moranis, what's great about him as an actor is that um, if he's in the movie, like it's, you almost forget that it's a Rick Moranis movie because he 
is kind of like the best seasoning in food. Like he mm -hmm. makes everything better, but you're not really sure what it is. Like he's not overpowering. He's not mm -hmm. super loud, but if he's there, it's like the bonus to the movie. You know, he's, he, he, and it, I don't know. I don't want to say this in the bad way. Cause you don't necessarily want to do this as an actor, but he kind of blends right in and, and becomes a part of the movie instead of, Oh, totally. oh there's, there's Jennifer Lopez in a movie and there she right. is. You know, and I'm not putting down Jennifer Lopez. I love no. her. I sure, love her. Sure. I love her movies. I want her body to be my own body. Um, but like he is, he does. He just kind of melts into the film, becomes mm -hmm. a part of the film and makes it better. So if you're acting next to Rick Moranis, you know that your acting is going to be better because you're not going to be overshadowed, but you're going to be bonused, I guess. He's like a bonus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so. And and I was going to say, yeah, because he's just a really good straight man. But he is in this film. He's a good straight man in this film to Steve Martin's character. But then you see other films that he's in, like Ghostbusters. He's not playing the straight man in Ghostbusters. Oh, and right. he's totally right. goofy and off the wall in, his, in the way he portrays the character. But it works there, too. And then you see him playing a lead in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And it works there. He's just a very talented actor who can just play whatever role he's given. And like you said, Val, he makes the movie better. And I agree, he doesn't overpower the other people on the stage. So I, he's just really good. And he does a great job in this as an FBI agent trying to protect this witness and witness protection who is doing everything he can to make it as hard as possible to <laughs> be protected. I mean, he's just like, he's, he's what, two weeks into it and he's already like breaking the law and he gets caught by the cops. <laughs> I mean, he lasted criminal. longer than I thought he would. Like two weeks in was a long time. Um, but I do think like, I, I thought it was such a great casting and such a great movie dynamic because usually when you think of like an FBI agent, you think of like this big brawny man yes, right. that's going to come in mm -hmm. and keep you safe and save the day. And he's not that. He's just an everyday he's, guy. But he's super smart. And when he discovers that he should start sharing his voice because he's had things in his life that have kind of pushed his voice down, even though he's smart enough to become an FBI agent, because that's a hard thing to become. I have looked yes, into it, it. You can't just like go online and become an FBI agent. I had a long time during quarantine to look at different jobs. <laughs> FBI agent <laughs> was one of them. You can't, there's no like 12 week online course for that. Um, so like you have, be, <laughs> you have to be super smart. <laughs> yeah. I saw this movie once about an FBI agent. Yeah, that doesn't qualify you at all. I've seen seven movies. I've seen seven movies and I've watched every episode of Quantico. Does that can I get in? <laughs> almost. I'm, it's I'm a almost. huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Silence of the Lambs. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that puts you on a list. Yeah, Not actually, like yeah. <laughs> and depending on what you're a fan of in Silence of the Lambs, um, Clary. Yeah, he 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 obviously is not the typical what you picture for an FBI agent. You're right, Val, and I think that that's. And and this poor guy, like he gets walked on all over the place. Like when he comes home and finds out that his wife is leaving him for this baseball player, like. 
he doesn't like he doesn't even know how to respond to it. He she's just walking all over him and probably has been cheating with this guy forever coming when he's been coming over and for appointments and everything and like he just talks to him like, "Oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, heard about you're getting traded. That's too bad, whatever." You know. And he's like, "Oh, well, your wife's coming with me." What? <laughs> and he's like, "What? <laughs> why would your why would a therapist go down to the farm league with whatever?" And like, well, it's got to feel bad traumatic. for him. It's got to be traumatic. You're a you're a major league pitcher. You're getting busted down to the lower leagues. I mean, there's a lot that he needs to work through. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, and and like <laughs> that's where his mind went originally. Is like, oh well, that's weird. Because why would a therapist need to? And then he starts adding it together. Oh. Which for an FBI agent, he should have added that together a lot quicker. But I think I, I think I don't he know. just thinks good of people, which is yeah. very weird for an FBI agent because you've seen everything. You've seen everybody right. trying to get you know, um, get everything, you know, by you. And I, I just, yeah, there was a moment where you were like, wait a second, why didn't he put that together? And then he, he probably thought like a lot of us think when we go through the situation is that I'm always going to be married to the same person, you know, yeah. like this is my life. I come home to it every day. He's a very structured person. Yeah. Yes, he, he is. does this. So in his mind, that was not, you know, in his structure for the day. And I think, you know, she was kind of leaving him for that reason, because now you've got this kind of loser baseball player. Sorry um, if yeah. anybody else just got cut down to the minors and that offends <laughs> you. Um, but like she's going the different route just because she wants a little spontaneity and, uh, you know, a little passion where he is just very precise. He is this very mm -hmm. precise person. So mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because this is based on a book which was also made into a different movie, which is completely different, which is Goodfellas. Oh, and interesting. Yeah. So this is written by the memoir. It's a memoir by um, Henry Hill, a uh, famous uh, gangster crime family who got uh, into the witness protection program. And Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies. And then when I was researching this one, I'm like, wow, this is based on the same book. It is so different, but <laughs> They originally wanted to cast Arnold Schwarzenegger as the um, mob boss, as the mob guy. And they wanted Steve Martin to play the straight man. And yeah. then Arnold got um, kindergarten cop and had to drop out. And so then they tried to get I mean, Danny DeVito. And so you almost had Danny DeVito with Steve Martin being the straight man. And then finally, then they switched over, switched roles and got Rick Moranis, the main, the main lead. So I, I can't imagine this movie with either Danny DeVito or Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I can't. I mean, it either. would be a totally different movie. Totally they, different they, movie. They've done that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, I just don't, I don't. Cause the, cause Steve Martin's character is so over the top exactly. and I just can't see, I, I can see Danny DeVito doing it in a Danny DeVito way. I have a hard time seeing Arnold doing it just because he's such a different type of actor. I don't see him like even in his comedies, he's playing Arnold Schwarzenegger in a comedy. He's right, not exactly right. And, and so it would be very, very different with him in it because he'd be a much more threatening kind of gangster. Mm -hmm. Whereas Steve Warren's is very like disarming. He's very kind, like people just like him and he's just a very Gregorious kind of 
gangster compared to what I think we would get with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Danny he DeVito was, would be menacing and he would be over the top in a very different way than Steve yeah. Martin was. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, mean, I, was I love that, me especially... a garden cop, though. I think that was a good choice. On his, <laughs> on his I, yeah, I do, too. I think Kindergarten yeah. Cop is a fun movie. It's not a Duma. Like, it's it's a classic, yeah. you know. But My daddy's but a I can't see him in this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't either. I think it would be a very different movie and a different feel for the film. And, and part of what makes uh, Steve Martin's character work so well is that he is so... Like there's there's a an ounce of truth and and like decency to everything that he's doing, even though he's like lying through his teeth every right. bit of the way. Like <laughs> when they go to New York and they're in the hotel room and uh he's he's sitting there in his pants, Rick Moranis is sitting there in his pants. And he comes over and takes the suit coat and starts crumpling it up. He's like, I'm doing this so that it matches the wrinkles that you're putting in your pants. You can't just sit in your pants. You got to take them off and hang them up. And he's like, now I'm going to take him down to the cleaners to get him pressed and all this other stuff. And of course, he uses that as a way to sneak out and take his pants. And you can see that this is what's happening. And Barney just, again, thinking the best of people doesn't even see that. He's diabolical. It's amazing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But at the same time, it's true. Like you shouldn't sit around in your suit pants because it does put wrinkles in your pants. Like <laughs> we learned that from my blue heaven. We also learned it from a Seinfeld episode. Like it's the truth, <laughs> but he, and I, but that's the way he works, right? Everything he says is, is very disarming. And he, he has a plausible story for everything he does and um, it just works. And I can't see Arnold pulling that same thing off. No. So, no, uh, uh-uh. He doesn't, my- he doesn't have the charisma and the warmth. I mean, that scene when he first gets arrested and he for for borrowing a guy's yeah. car. I mean, well, that's I, the problem. I, just, I borrowed the wrong car. And then <laughs> the keys the aren't there, so I had to hotwire it. I mean, it's just, to him, this makes perfect sense. There's nothing wrong yeah. with this. Well, where did you learn how to hotwire a car? When I was in the army and we had to learn how to do that with all the Jeeps in the pool and... Like he just has an excuse for everything. He's everything. one step ahead the whole time. Well, and I got to say too, I forgot that. Well, I had never seen the film, so I knew it was Steve Martin, and I knew that it was Rick Moranis. But I didn't know that Joan Cusack was in this film, mm-hmm. and yeah. Daniel Stern. Which I'm like, yeah. I watched that, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that the guy from <laughs> Home Alone? <laughs> but yeah. Joan Cusack is she is the nice middle ground between these two characters. Yeah. And she is one of my favorite comedic actresses. Like she is so spot on, like in everything she does. And it, it it's just lovely. Yeah. In- including one of the most cringeworthy scenes in all of cinema, when she goes and she's doing the dishes and the poor little turtle goes down the garbage disposal. And you're just like, Oh no. And then when she reaches her hand in to get up, I'm like, Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Like, just, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> then she goes to the pet store. Oh, I wish I remembered what he looked like. <laughs> That's a turtle, man. That's a turtle. Trying they to find a turtle that matches. Yeah, I I love just like like those scenes make sense to like move the story along to like share. You know, they're learning about characters. But I love when he's in the supermarket. Like every time he's yes. in the supermarket, you. It's so fantastic. And then when he meets his soon-to-be wife, 
right? Yeah. And he's like, you're going to melt all this stuff. Like, like all just ridiculous, <laughs> like ridiculous. Like, who are you going to meet in the supermarket in some small town like this guy? Right. Yeah. Like, I felt like after I was done watching this movie, I, I talked like him for a long time. Like I was talking in that accent because it's so much fun. Well, and I love, yeah, it is. And, and I think that's part of his charm and he just nails it through the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and I, and I love the supermarket scene. Like you said, Val, I love it when he's going and he's changing the prices on all the meats, on all the steaks. <laughs> And like the cashier is just ringing it up and no questions no asked. No questions. Like, well, the price because sticker says a small so. Town, so they, yeah. how, why would they question it? But like, yeah, he just picks up this thing and starts changing all the meats and and then he rings it up and it cut. I think they give him money. Like I felt like they should have owned yeah. him money at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like so ridiculously low price. I'm like, wow. It, and but that just goes he can't even go to the grocery store in an honest way he's got to like break the rules in the grocery store yeah um, <laughs> yeah and i love these kind of comedies where you've got the two kind of opposite personalities and you can kind of see how they both balance each other out and pull each other more toward the middle right and and barney rick moranis's character like you said is super structured and Steve Martin gets him out of his shell a little bit. And Barney shows him how, how he can have like a, a legitimate life and still, still be happy and, and get out of the life of crime and um, helps him out there. And so I like the relationship that gets developed there because they are complete opposites, but, it, but you can see how they start kind of liking each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, he really like, there's a certain point where he's not just pulling a scheme, but he really wants to help Barney. He really wants to help him be better and happier because he sees how miserable he is, even if Barney doesn't see it himself. And I think that that's, that's great. Yeah. I love it. It's just such a great movie. It came out in the nineties and I was like junior high, um, high school. And I watched this movie a lot. I just thought it was so good. So much fun. They would play it on HBO constantly. So like easy enough for me to watch it. And you're just a play toy, Tracy. You're just, a yeah. you're- you, just you just stay right there. Tracy's cat is just I, making him a play toy. If you can't, I, awesome. I saw a picture where somebody had duct taped the cat to the wall and it said how to prepare for a zoom meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Every, Every podcast or meeting that I've had with someone who's a cat owner, the cat makes an appearance every time and not like in an inconspicuous way ever. It's always like walking right in front of the camera. Like clearly this is where your attention is. So this is where I'm going to be. And it happens every time. Yeah. You're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. It's, I can tell the difference. I know who my cat owner friends are and who my dog owner friends are. Cause the cat owner friends, the cat always makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. The dog owner friends, you can hear the dog barking at the door of whatever room they're recording. Exactly. Because it's exactly. like, Hey, let me, yeah. where, why are you ignoring me? <laughs> you don't love me anymore. This has been the golden age for house pets. Really? Honestly, cats oh. and dogs have loved oh, this. Yeah. That we're all a lot more because now they get all the attention that they've always wanted when we've gone to work. Well, I, I got the, I got Loki when, um, back in July. So this is all he's ever known. Oh, yeah. He gets like constant attention. He gets fed multiple times a day. 
he he's just living the life, man. He I'm, he's in for a rude awakening if this, if this <laughs> pandemic ever slows down. <laughs> yeah, when you return to work, it's gonna be like, wait a second, this sucks. Huh? Wait, a <laughs> well, I don't know, cats. Cats are funny. It might be like, oh, great. Now I've got run of the house. So he's, finally, this is what I've always wanted. I, he's you know, a my super own space. friendly cat. He likes to be next to people. He likes to be scratched. He likes to, yeah, he likes the interaction. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. He's going to, he's going to have an odd time. My dogs yeah. liked it for like the first three months. And then when they realized, oh, you're not actually going to get up and leave to take us to the dog park. <laughs> we just have to like do the yard. Yeah. Like now they're a little bit pissed at me. Yeah, we've done I this. Need to, <laughs> I need to stop being lazy and take, I think I've taken them to the dog park three times during the pandemic. That's it. So. Well, that's like a vacation and you can't oh, do Fern much loves it. She is a social dog. She wants to go socialize. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of a jerk. <laughs> that's that's the great thing about the the pandemic in some ways is you use you can use that as an excuse for the stuff you don't want to do. Like I take you to the dog park, but there's gonna be other people there and germs <laughs> pandemic. They're gonna I can't. understand being outside. Yeah, but no, in your mind you can make that like, oh, that's why because uh-huh. of the pandemic. And it, and it it works. You can do other stuff like, well, and then you talk yourself into why other stuff is safe. Like, oh, but going to pick up the food, that's got to happen because, you know, we need to eat. And it's safe because they'll be wearing a mask. I'll be wearing a mask. So it's fine. Totally Dog fine. park, no, because I don't want to do that. So that's, yeah. I'm just, and I'm not saying that, I, I just think that, I, yeah. I know I do that sometimes where it's like, oh. I really don't want to do that. Oh, pandemic. So I can't. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but then the next day I'm like, woo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just lazy. It's my goal. I said it this morning. I wake up, I woke up at five o'clock this morning. Like I do every morning, um, usually earlier than five. So I slept in. Yeah. So um, I slept in a little bit. And yeah. I said, today is the day that I'm going to stop being a lazy a hat. I said a swear word out loud. A hat. Um, cause I was mad cause it's, you know, it was early and I didn't want to be up. And then I went upstairs, let my dogs out, got some water and then went back to bed for about um, 30 more minutes. And then I got up and I stopped being a lazy a hat. You didn't just get some water. You got all the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at that, that is bigger than your head. It That's is. I love head. it so much. I love it. And That's obviously, I'm an overachiever because I'm way past the time that I'm supposed to be at. So what this is going to do is make me realize that I drank way more water than I really did. I'm going to have to fill this up twice. I bet today. I will let you know what happens. See, and we're your we're going to need bladder. Your poor bladder is just crying out for mercy. But the thing is, is I I have smaller water bottles that I usually fill up three times in a day. Sure. Yeah. So now it's just but, all in one, and it says, a- and it says, "Keep going, you can do it. You can do it." It talks. It's a motivational me. water bottle. It I is, like and it has like times that. on it. By this time, you should be here. So then, the fact that it's I'm already past the time that I'm supposed to be at makes me feel really good about myself. So. See, and I would. Like it's there to help you kind of pace yourself and keep on pace and things like that. But I would take it like you, Val, would be like, oh, I'm going to see how much I can get done. Like if this says I've got to be here by 10 o'clock, I'm going to get there by seven. I'll show this water bottle. Who's boss? 
<laughs> and you're yeah. going down. I need, a, <laughs> I need to name. I need to name it, but I haven't figured out what I want to name it yet. It's just new. This is the first time I've used it, so. Yeah, that, if you oh, go through impressive. it twice a day, we're going to need more snow just to like replenish Val's water. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> we're in a drought. We Valerie. need the moisture. We need the moisture. <laughs> How many people over fifty said that this week? I'm so glad we got the snow because we needed the moisture. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sure I'll go to church tomorrow, and someone will think. God in their prayer mm -hmm. for the moisture because that's what it always is is the moisture. Will they, like, will they say the moisture snow. at yes. church? Because yes. oh my gosh, if you could record that for me, I well, would no, love not, that not very, so much. Not very good prayer. I couldn't. <laughs> I can see but, Jake just whips out his cell phone. Just just do like the little like and then yeah. put it away. Every <laughs> Every... Then you're not going to get good audio. You gotta, you gotta hold that thing up and proud and <laughs> get that audio. Every Mormon congregation that I've ever been a part of in the winter time when it snows, there's always a prayer. We thank thee so much for the moisture re we received this week. I don't know why snow is moisture instead of the snow <laughs> or the precipitation, but it is always the moisture. So apparently <laughs> that is. Pop. Um. So Samson will never look directly at you. This is, this, is, this is nope 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 that is so funny yeah well we have um we've got off track. Gone completely off the rails here <laughs> okay but that's what this movie is all about like seriously his character is so great about taking like a serious moment which they're trying to focus on and he gets them way over here like he is so great at this and then he's like, okay, how else can I launder money in this small town? Let me think. <laughs> yep. What can I do? A well, charity. And then he actually follows through with it. So and becomes great. like man of the year in the town and like writes a book <laughs> about it. Like he gets like the his baseball new... team uniforms to match his suit. Oh, I <laughs> love that. That's so great. <laughs> I want one of those. Basically, the way he is scamming money from people is by going straight and actually following through all the stuff he said he was going to do. Like, he's but, learned but that this gotta, is a new way to make money. But you've got to, like, that's how you slowly get off your problem. You know what I mean? Is like, yeah. he starts the scam, but then he figures out how to make the scam legit. But to him, it still feels like a scam. So, right. like, that burger that's not really a burger, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you're still eating the burger, but so I feel yeah. like it was great. I just, I love the dynamic of these two people because this is like, we all have a friend that's exactly opposite of us and mm -hmm. we didn't plan on meeting them the way that we met them, but we did. And they're in our lives and we're not, you're either, you know, the straight guy, which we don't mean in a sexual orientation kind of way, no. but just like the straight in a comedy narrow partnership path. kind of way. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Um, or you're the bad influence you know, and you never know like who this person is and who you are in the relationship. It could go back and forth, but I just, I love the dynamic of this. I love when they're at the club and the dancing is yes. like one of my favorite scenes. And then they dance with each other. And then <laughs> like, it's just, I love it. It's gotta be so hard. They're great actors to not like fall apart. I want to see the outtakes for that scene. Totally. Yeah. Totally. 
Yeah, and it, it, the the trip back to New York is just awesome. As they're coming off the plane, and he's like, "No, you can't tell anybody that you're here." He's like, "Oh, well, that's going to be a problem." The and like his family. whole family is there, <laughs> and 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 it's not even. And you think, "Oh, that's nice that they came out to see him," but no, it's so they could cause a diversion so he could get away to go do what he <laughs> wanted to do. But then, and I love the the club scene. I love when he gets there and he's like, look, you can either go back to the hotel room by yourself or you can stay here and dance and girls. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll stay here. We're already here. The cat's already out of the bag. I guess I'll stay here. It's, it's awesome. It, the whole thing is just great. And he is a bad influence on him, but in the best way to help him kind of break out of his shell. And it's, it's really good. Well, in the side well, scene with the guy from Seinfeld at the party by the pool, Right, like that whole thing is totally unnecessary, but they right. put it in there because that works. guy's freaking funny, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I just well, love you all have spaces. To, you have to eat two hot dogs minimum at a baseball game. <laughs> yeah, that's why I go to baseball games. Life has nothing lessons. to do with the game. It's because <laughs> it's a two hot dog minimum. <laughs> that's the rule. That's the rule. Um, I, and Daniel Stern, like you said, Tracy makes an appearance in this. He's not in it a lot, but I love the scene where he wants uh, Barney and, and Joan Cusack's character are together and he just walks in the house and he knows how much yeah. that bugs her character. So he grabs him by the arm, throws him out of the house. He's like, when you come here, you knock and like throws him out. And I was like, Daniel Stern, he- that must have been like his gig at this time in his career is just being... <laughs> thrown around, hit by stuff, pushed out of a house. Like that's kind of what he does. Well, it was at that, that moment when he gets wonder years, when, when he gets thrown into the bushes and turns to look at Rick Moranis's character, that's when I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like up until then I didn't recognize him. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, Whoa, but it was kind of fun to see Rick Moranis kind of be a, you know, a badass. Yeah. Yeah. He used that FBI training that he had finally and, you know, <laughs> took care of the guy. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So overall, guys, what what do we want to give this movie as a grade? Let's start with Tracy this week. Um, I'm going to go like a like a B minus. I I don't think it held up quite as well. Um, it does seem a little dated. Um, Steve Martin, I love Steve Martin. He's a little bit more of the wild and crazy guy. Steve Martin. Um, mm-hmm. He's a tremendous actor. If you haven't seen him. Um, in in films like Leap of Faith or The Spanish Prisoner, um, check both of those out because he is just a very dynamic actor. Um, but I felt like this is a little bit more of a caricature than um, than a character. So, mm-hmm. but um, overall, I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, I don't know if it's going to be on my must watch list in the future, but I'm glad that I checked it out. What about you, Val? I gave it a B plus. I love this movie. It was a breath of fresh air after watching all the sad Sundance movies and like shoving that in the middle of there. And I just remember watching it in junior high and high school. And every time I would see it, you know, on the old school, like list of movies that were going to be on cable, like I would always go and watch it. I, I love this film. It's funny. It held up for me just because like I've seen it before. So I knew like mm-hmm. what I was getting into. And I, I love the feel of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, B plus for me, it's just, it's really fun. It makes you feel good. 
And I, sometimes that's just what you need. You just need to have some fun and you need to feel good. And that's what these characters in this story does for me. Yeah, I would I would give it a B plus as well. I I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I think it's a lot of fun, uh, and I I can see how it feels dated. And especially Tracy, if this was your first time seeing it, it definitely feels dated in that way. Um, but I also feel like it's not dated in the sense that I don't want to see anybody remake this movie. I don't want to see no. this movie done with any other actors mm-hmm. or anything like that. And so it just still works for me and, and hits the notes that I want it to hit and. Uh, I agree. If you're looking for something fun and um, different, and if you're only familiar with Rick Moranis in a few roles like Ghostbusters or Spaceballs, yeah. you need to check this out to see kind of the range that he has um, because he's an incredibly talented actor. So I would, I would say a B plus on this. So, and it's available on HBO max for streaming. If you've got HBO max, um, otherwise it was like a two ninety nine rental on voodoo and a few, few other streaming services. Yep. Yep. And next week we are talking about another Steve Martin and Rick Moranis film, but very different than this one. Very different. (laughs) Um, But, but a great film parenthood is what we're going to be talking about next week. Um, Again, if you haven't seen it and you've only seen a few things that Rick Moranis is in and you're wondering why are we doing a whole month on him? This is a great movie to check out to see what he can do. He's a sneaky, sneaky guy. And this, you're going to watch this movie if you've never seen it before. And you're going to freak out. Cause you're gonna be like, that's Keanu Reeves. <gasps> yep. That's Rick Moranis. <laughs> that's like, there's a whole plethora of people in this movie that you're gonna be like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. I was really, I was really excited that um, you picked this movie Val, because I think this is one that flies under a lot of people's radars, but it is a really, really good film and it's really enjoyable. So I'm excited to talk about it next week. Plus, you get to see Steve Martin in a little cowboy outfit. Yep. Which, who doesn't want to see that? Everybody wants Everybody. to see that. Everybody. You don't even know that you wanted to see it until you see it. And then you're like, I needed to see this. <laughs> yep. And and then for our final week, we're going to be doing Spaceballs, and, which is another great Rick Moranis film. And I think that... It's just completely different than what we've talked about so far. And so we've got three very Mm -hmm. good picks that are very different. And hopefully you guys uh, will enjoy these movies as we talk about them. So um, I do just want to plug really quick. Utah Remote Con 2 is coming up. We haven't announced the official dates yet, but Solon Droids is putting the show back on uh, in April. Um, We are looking at it being even bigger than it was last year, meaning it may span more than just a week. Um, and so we are really excited to do that. It's going to be raising funds for juvenile diabetes research fund, uh, which does a lot of work to try to find a cure for, for type one diabetes. So, uh, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. So keep that in mind. We'll have more details coming about that. Um, again, follow us on all the social media places. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at movies, make us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at movies that make us. Uh, and you can also email us at podcast at movies that make us.com. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback. Um, and until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Bye. Bye. Go watch. Say it, Tracy. <laughs> what are you telling them to go watch? Don't, don't forget Tuesday night, seven o'clock. Check out Jake on cast off. He's in the semifinals. He's got to trying to get to the finals and represent us. Yeah. And then we'll be, and I'll be the next one 
I'll be Rob's next victim. It'll be a lot of fun. Me. Get to the finals and be <laughs> Rob's next victim. It'll be fun. He'll he'll sweep the whole movies that make us crowd. It'll be great. All right, we'll see. <laughs> did he? Did you go against Rob Val? Um, I beat Rob when I went against Rob the first time. I don't the remember who I went against. Did I go against Rob this year? I don't. It was so long ago. It felt yeah. like it feels like a year. I don't, ago. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I so think I mean, this it was Rob. Did Rob take us all out? I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think you fought Rob, but I could be wrong. I don't Although know. Although I know, I, I, I know everybody he's competed against has been from Utah. No, I yeah. think I did. I think Rob did kick me out the first round. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Rob likes to annihilate us Utahns. Yeah, so if I do get to the final. But we love him. We do. He's a nice guy. <laughs> anyway. Well, we'll see you guys later. We'll try this again. <laughs> This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.